awesome word, Brock. I like that. A um, couple of important things here before we get started. In case you didn't know, good moms let their kids lick the beaters. Great moms turn them off first. <laughs> That was pretty good. And then a little mom logic for you. This is for all you kids out there. If you fall out of that tree and break your legs, don't come running to me. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to pray. I fear we needed some mom jokes since it's normally dad jokes, you know. Lord, we just thank you for all you're doing this morning. Lord, I thank you for who you are. and Lord, just how faithful you are to each and every one of us. Lord, I just lift up this word to you, and I ask that all that's on your heart would come forth this morning, that you would just flow in our midst and do your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm doing a little bit different this morning. Instead of the school of ministry, we're going to give them a break today, and I'm speaking. This is for leadership, all the leadership. I'm seeing some looks like, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> um, while I'm sharing this morning, ask the Lord if, you, if uh, he has a word specifically for someone, an encouragement this morning, an encouraging word for someone this morning for our leadership team. So... I was just spending time with the Lord and asking him what he's doing, what he's saying, and um, as much for myself as everyone else, and I felt like he spoke to me and he said, I'm asking a question across the body of Christ, and the question is, do you believe? You call yourself believers, like, you know, we like to say we're believers, but then all the things we get worried about, we get stressed out about, we're concerned about are things that he's already promised us he's going to take care of. He's promised us all that we need, and yet we worry about things all the time, and we're stressed. So I feel like we just believe that we are barely saved, that we should be thankful for that, and live nervous that we could lose it at any time with a mistake with something that we've done wrong, it seems like we're always on edge, like, oh, no, I messed up. What, am I, what, if, what if he's not happy with me today? And it's just the enemy, of course, but the Lord doesn't want us in that place. So what we do is we run around telling the Lord we're sorry for every little thing, and we don't handle, we don't handle properly the salvation he's given us. What we do with it is, we worry on the edge of if we're still still saved, if we're still in the right place, if we're still doing good enough. And our Heavenly Father is a Father unlike any. He cares for us more than we care for ourselves. He doesn't care if we make mistakes. He's not saying go out and do whatever you want. <laughs> but He's there for us. All we have to do is ask him. He's always there. He wants to meet all of our needs. And so I was just dwelling on that a little bit because it seems like the world is in the place. And when I say the world, I mean the church, the believers. 
is in a place of always uh, concerned with life and what's happening and worrying about this and that and the elections is kind of like a stressful thing. Our work's kind of a stressful, stressful thing. Kids can be a stressful thing. Everywhere you turn, it's like a major ordeal. And it's easy to fall into that in whatever area you're focusing on. It's easy to fall into being stressed out and worried about it. And that's not what he has for us. Proverbs 2, 7 through 8 says, For the Lord has hidden a storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly lovers. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. That happens as we pursue the Lord. So not only is he happy with us and he's smiling over us, but he's our personal bodyguard. He protects us. He watches over us. He guides us. He gives us light in the direction we're supposed to go. Do we make mistakes? Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. He's not concerned about that because he knows he can get us right back where we need to be just as quick as we got off where we need to be. So what do we dwell on that causes us to so easily fall outside of where the Lord has us to walk. I think it's ourselves, our own circumstances, the things we see. And his word says all through it not to worry about the things you see, but to move in what he's saying. And the only way we know what he's saying is to pursue him, seek him, and see what he's saying to you personally. And a lot of us, I know I've talked to different ones, and I've thought about it before, not only is he doing all these things now for us as we're seeking him, but look at what happened before you were even saved. I can look back and see things that I'd done, a lot of things that I'd done. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was stupid. <laughs> Thankfully, somebody was watching over me, and I wasn't walking with the Lord at that point. And I saw this scripture in Hebrews, and I thought, man, that's awesome. That's what I've always felt. Hebrews 1.14, and this is all out of the Passion Translation, but it says, What role then do angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. I had never seen that before, and I thought, that's why I knew, looking back, that he was protecting me. He had sent his angels to watch over me when I was walking in stupidity because <laughs> he knew they needed to be there. <laughs> but he knew I was going to be saved. I thought, that's awesome. He does that for all those that he knows is going to be saved. That's before we're walking with him. Why are we worried about it now that we're walking with him? <laughs> Why are we worried about mistakes or things going wrong or circumstances that we see? It's not of him. It's just like, you know, I think we've all got to the place to where we know when we hear bad things in our mind, like, oh, you're going to have a wreck today and it's going to be terrible. We know that's the enemy. It's not the Lord. It's the same way. He wants us to be the same way with stressing out over situations, with worrying about where our uh, money's going to come to pay our bills or our food, because he already has all those things. When those things pop in our mind, he wants us to be in a place of saying, Satan, you don't have any place in me. My Heavenly Father's taking care of me. I don't care if my bank account says zero. I know 
he's there and he's going to provide what I need. But yet it's easy to get out of that place, obviously. So what I felt like was just to read a little bit of what the Lord's promises are. Most people know that I love Proverbs because anytime you're discouraged or down or things aren't working out like you think, you have these guidelines of not only promises of what he says he's going to do for us, but wisdom of how to walk in what he's told us to do. So I love Proverbs, and Hebrews is awesome too. And um, so I got a few scriptures that has come out of those just to share what the Lord said. Proverbs 2, 9 through 12 says, Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair, and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. So you're not walking astray. You're walking into your destiny. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. It will rescue you from evil in disguise and from those who speak duplicities. Now, one thing I always struggled with is when I would make a mistake of beating myself up for a long time. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who was that way. But it's like I would be walking what I felt like was good, and then i make a mistake. And I would repent of it. I would tell the Lord I was sorry, but that didn't end it. I would beat myself up for weeks after that for what I had done. And the whole time, I know the Lord was standing over me saying, get up, you're fine. It's over. It's no longer over you like you feel like that cloud is on you because I was building it up in my mind, and he was just wanting me to get up and walk out of it. And I think it's easy to do that, but the Heavenly Father we have does not operate in that manner and I would convince myself that he was upset with me and discouraged or whatever be the case, and that's not how he works. So if we look at all that he promises through his word, we can see time and time again that once we, mis- we make a mistake and we get up and keep moving, he forgets it. He said he doesn't remember those things. You can find scriptures where he talks about he doesn't remember those past mistakes. They've been wiped clean. And so for us to carry them on and stress about them and worry and have all these fears and anxieties and shame and all these different things is just what we deal with in this fleshly body, this fleshly body, because the devil wants us to walk below where the Lord has for us to walk. Then you look at what Jesus done for us. Hebrews 2, 13 through 18 says, And my confidence rests in God. And again, he says, here I am, one with the children Yahweh has given me. Since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. 
For it is clear that he didn't do things for the angels, but for all the sons and daughters of Abraham. This is why he had to be a man and take hold of our humanity in every way. He made us his brothers and sisters and became our merciful and faithful king priest before God as the one who removed our sins to make us one with him. He suffered and endured every test and temptation so that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeals of life. So not only do we have a Heavenly Father who is there for us, who cares for us, who loves us even when we make a mistake, we have Jesus who came as our brother to lay down his life that even when we do make mistakes, they're wiped clean. They're completely gone. His blood covered them. It doesn't matter if it's in the flesh, if it's in our mind. It doesn't matter how you make a mistake. He wiped that clean. All we have to do is get up, grab hold of him, and press on. So what I feel like that the Lord was telling me through this is we're just scratching the surface of who we are in him, of the promises he has for us. We know he's faithful. We know he's always there for us but we're just scratching the surface of who he is and what he has for each and every one of us. On this earth, we deal with, I feel like, stress as much as anything on a daily basis. And a lot of it's brought on ourselves. Is stress something the Lord wants us to walk in? Are we letting him come on us? Are we letting it come on us because of the way we handle the situations and circumstances? We all know the scriptures, but have we let them take root in our hearts? And that's how I come back to the, do we truly believe? Are we letting his scriptures take root in our heart of how he wants us to walk and how he sees us? Matthew 6.25 says, This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Matthew 6, 31 through 32 says, so then forsake your worries. Why would you say what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? For this is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? So if that's what unbelievers chase after, why are we worried about it? Why are we concerned about those things? Just because we get caught up in things that's not of him. How are we walking? In stress or in confidence? Are we confident in who our heavenly father is? Or are we stressed about our circumstances? Thankfulness or worry how will he take care of us? Will we walk in the thankfulness of who he is and what he's doing? Or we walk in worry of where we're at, what's happening, is he really there, does he hear us? How will we walk? Obviously, like I said, I'm speaking to myself, but I think all of us need to come into a place of walking free of the deception that we have of we have to take care of ourselves. I think that's a worldly mindset of we have to take care of ourselves. 
because we have a Father who's well above that. We didn't even have to take care of ourselves before we were saved. He sent the angels to do that. (laughs) So where are we at now? I was reading my devotional this week, and I thought this was kind of interesting because I was thinking about the stress and and all the things that we deal with. And I'm just going to read to you what it said in my devotional. It said, imagine that you're subjected to a series of mild shocks equivalent to the static shocks that come from rubbing your feet across the carpet. As the shocks keep coming, you feel more and more stressed. Now, imagine that your next-door neighbor experiences this exact same series of shocks. The only difference is that she is allowed to run over and eat a candy bar that is laying on her dining room table after every shock. (laughs) Sometime later, you develop an ulcer while your neighbor does not. (laughs) If you think that the candy bar made the vital difference, you might be right. Sound far-fetched? A physiologist by the name of J. Weiss performed a similar experiment on rats. He let one rat run over to a piece of wood and gnaw on it after every shock. That rat was far less likely to develop an ulcer than the one that experienced the exact same shocks with no relief or no wood to chew on. On another variation that he'd done with his experiments, he delivered a series of shocks and then allowed the stress rat to run across the cage and bite another rat until his heart was content. (laughs) Guess what happened? All that biting worked wonders. (laughs) It seems victimizing others is a great stress reducer. Think about that one. So what's the takeaway for us? Should we all be eating more chocolate bars or beating up on others whenever we feel stressed? (laughs) Of course not. The point is that our stress has to go somewhere. Unless we find positive ways to release it, either our bodies will absorb the stress or we will find harmful ways to release it. One of the best stress relievers known to humankind is, does anybody know that? One of the best, that's that's the best, but I don't think this guy was saved, so what would be one of the world's best stress relievers? (laughs) Yeah, it does have in parentheses for Eric Hamill's riding a Harley, but... It's exercise. We know that psychological stress can activate the body for a fight or flight response, even when none is needed. Exercise uses up the energy that the body is prepared to expend, thereby relieving the stress we feel. Other strategies like talking to a friend, distracting yourself with an activity you enjoy, or imagining that you are doing something pleasant can also offer relief. Whatever you do, don't make the mistake of ignoring stress. Instead, look for practical ways to relieve it so that you can experience more peace in your life. TJ nailed it. Spending time with the Lord is our key 
to removing stress. Obviously, if we could all exercise, that's even better. But if we spend time with the Lord, he's the one that melts that away. He's the one that removes it. He's the one that comes in and does a work in us beyond our own understanding. So um, at the end of this, let's see, they had a, a scripture that went with it. Psalms 139, 14. Was you reading out of 139 earlier? Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. The Lord knew from the beginning who we were, what we were going to deal with, what our life was going to amount to, and he didn't have us put in the place we're in to be stressed out, worried, shameful, all those type things. He had a place of victory for us, that's far above what we can even either, if I can spit it out, comprehend or imagine. He has an awesome, victory-filled walk for our everyday lives. And I think that as his believers, the more we get hold of him, the more glimpses we get of the blessing he has for us, the more freedom we get in who he has us to walk um, not only do we walk in uh, freedom of not being stressed so much. How many in here has had a time where they come home all stressed or they worry about things all night, and then when they spend time with the Lord, it like melts away? I mean, everybody can probably raise their hands. That's who he is. And he doesn't just want us to come to him once a week or once a month and feel a little better. He wants us to walk in a place of complete peace because he's carrying us as we push into him and he's freeing us from all those things that the world has to deal with day in and day out. The worry and the stress and discouragement and the shame and all those things. We have to know who we are in the Lord and walk free from fear, worry, anxiety, shame, all those things. Our Heavenly Father wants us to walk on a solid foundation of knowing not only we are saved, but that we have an abundance of promises to draw from Him and a higher place to walk that is above our expectations. I just felt like He was saying, that is my promise to you as your Father. It's not just that I'm going to take care of you when you have the faith, or um, I'm going to be there when you cry out to me. It's that he wants us to walk in a place beyond our highest expectations. He has that for us. And what I was feeling like as I was just praying for this, I thought the Lord, I felt like the Lord's wanting to speak um, confirmation to people. He's wanting to give you an encouragement because an encouraging word because he's not um, a father who hides all the time and you don't know he's there. Now you'll go through hard times where you'll be like, where are you at? God, <laughs> I need something from you. But that's not who he is. He is there to answer all of our needs all the time. He's faithful in that. And so I wanted to have the leadership come up. So all the leadership that received a word while I was talking, come on up here and line up. And if you didn't, then I'll call you up after everybody else. 
but I feel like it's the Lord's heart to want to encourage, want to encourage us this morning because that's who he is. He's a faithful, encouraging father who will carry us through all things. So, let's see, we're about even. We'll start on this side. A few more people on this side. Greg wanted to go first, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> 